Welcome to Awaken Agile, where we talk all things Agile. We've got a great session lined up for you today. We're going to dive into my experience of what it was like coming out of a Scrum Master training course and integrating all these different kinds of changes into the team. Buckle up, everyone. Here we go. kicking off uh i'm jordan i'm adam very good and this is awaken agile um why don't we start with a chicken adam what do you reckon that sounds excellent good stuff um all right so what's made you laugh recently uh recently there's been a lot of memes um regarding the u.s presidential election that have been quite funny. That's been making me laugh a bit. Is that not PC to say? No, that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So I guess that's what, that's what's made me laugh. Nice. How about you? What's what's made you laugh? Um, My puppy, he's, Oh, I don't know, he's seven, seven months old now. He, um, he likes running up and down the hallway in the house and we've got uh, timber laminate. It's almost like floorboards and he's got long nails at the moment. So he's just been sliding to the walls and it's just been the funniest thing. Yeah, and, and sometimes he'll take off and he'll, he'll, he'll be running on the spot um, because he's so slippery <laughs> and it's, it's very funny. Oh, that cartoon thing where the, the pets just... Try and go at a movie mile and they yeah. stuck to the spot because there's yeah. spot on. <laughs> nice. You have to get go and get his nails cut, trimmed. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, cool. Awesome. Well, let's kick into well, let's dive into it. Yeah. Over to you, Adam. So what we thought we would do today is a bit of a, a scrum master. I'm I'm new around here. Um, which means, you know, you've uh, you've just uh, been kind of promoted in inverted commas to uh, either a part-time or full-time scrum master of your first team, or you just did a scrum master course and and you're fresh off the boat. And you, what do I? Do? What do you do? What what do you get started with? And we thought we'd use your experience, Jordan. With um, you know, you, you had some scrum training, and maybe I'll let you uh, talk about what what happened then or talk yeah. about the training and then, then go from there. Yeah, sure thing. So just to give a bit of background, I have been a full-time Scrum Master since um, probably the start of the year. And before that, I was kind of wearing the hat um, or helping the hatted Scrum Master. So I was within the realm, but not quite fully hands-on. Um, and in December 2019, we went through a safe course, um, Scaled Agile Framework, where we did a two-day course on scrum mastery and um yeah it was it was an awesome course i i my learning background was in scrum.org so i had a bit of an understanding but it was uh quite different in safe but still some of the fundamentals were very similar um one of the things that really resonated with me was the relative sizing 
and how that's used in the um, Scrum world. And, and my team at the time was using absolute sizing. Um, so I thought, oh, that's something I'd love to change. And it's probably a word of caution or a warning to those that dive into the Scrum Mastery role and into the training and come out gung-ho, wanting to do all these things for the better. And, um, yeah, with the right intention, I came out gung-ho, wanting to make all these changes, um, unintentionally possibly damaging the team health. <laughs> um, um, what that changes you wanted, what was, tell us a bit more about what those changes were you wanted to make. So you've just sure. had two days of scrum training, you know, you now think you know what it, what it means to be a, a really good scrum master and you want to, you want to do a really good job with, which is what everyone wants to do. Uh, what what did you want to change in the team? Yeah, yeah. So some of the specific things were obviously changing from absolute to relative sizing. Um, more structured ceremonies. We were kind of a bit blasé about our standard scrum ceremonies, so I wanted to structure them a little bit more. I wanted to add an additional backlog refinement session because we were only having um, one session of sprints and it was about an hour or maybe an hour and a half and I didn't quite think that was enough um, which by the way just a side note that's probably the least favorite ceremony of the squad and if you want to double that then you're probably not a, not going to get a lot of buy-in <laughs> we have to work a bit harder to get it um, another one was more rigorous jira hygiene so we wanted to add more labels and affected versions for tracking and for reporting purposes um, and, you know, to track other different kinds of metrics. Um, so that was just another admin thing that the team, you know, essentially would have to do if we went, went ahead with it. Another one was health surveys, getting a, a health check every sprint or, um, it might even be every week. I would start off with this mentee survey and ask the team if they could fill out a four question mentee survey. Um, so those are yeah, probably four main changes that I wanted to implement. Um, definitely got buy-in from the PO. It was, you know, um, she was super keen as well to make these changes and obviously for the better of the squad. Um, and, and also an experiment, I suppose. Uh, very open-minded about it. Um, for the squad, they didn't understand why. I wanted to make these changes and I didn't give them enough information as to why this would work or why this would improve the squad. Um, so some of the repercussions were the team health uh, definitely, um, definitely took a blow. How, so, how did that, so the change, let's, let's just pause for there. And so you wanted to, how many of those changes did you want to do at once? Did you try and do it all together or gradually? Um, all, all together. Right. <laughs> yeah. So you, yeah, you wanted to uh, get the team humming as quickly as possible in, in, your, in your mind. Yeah. And I think one, one key thing that I didn't, I was naive to think was it wasn't big changes, that they weren't big changes. Um, that was probably quite naive of me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, I kind of went in, good intention, um, 
gave the team a little bit of time to process these changes and mm-hmm. also, you know, definitely asked for their buy-in. But it was almost like when you ask a question, but you're not, like you've already formulated a response before the person has responded. Mm. You know what I mean? So it, was, it wasn't like I was dictating the terms, but the answers we got from the team were just like, well, doesn't seem like we have much of a say anyway. You know. Yeah, so let's talk for a couple of minutes on that. So you, you try to make the changes. You said that the team morale went, went down. How, how did you know how, what, what, what came out of, out of you know, trying to put a lot of change into a team very, very quickly? Um, a few things. There was less fun in the team, less kind of... How do you know there's less fun... What happens? Lots of, yeah, there's, there's little different things that, that you can notice. So, you know, in the morning when you're saying good morning to people or saying goodbye at the mm. end of the day. So those kinds of things, if they've changed, then you might notice that. Mm. Um, you, you might have birthday celebrations that no longer you have really supportive birthday celebrations or little lunches and outgoings and things like this. Um, those kind of things you can notice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, unless I suppose after work activities and fun emails, so those kinds of things. When we become more of a serious team, mm-hmm. I suppose. Yeah. So would you say people disengage? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. So disengaging, um, only speaking when asked, <laughs> instead mm-hmm. of interrupting, you know, and challenging and um, yep. calling out. Yeah. And that was one thing that we saw kind of dismantle was um in meetings it was very quiet and when we would ask Mm. the team for um when we would ask the team for answers or ask the team for suggestions or feedback it was super little it was very little and there were points Mm. there when the awkward silence was just deafening Mm. and sometimes sometimes it would go on for a little while Sometimes I would ask a question just to, just to really see how bad it is. I would ask a question and stay silent and let that awkward silence stretch out to a very long time. <laughs> Seems like a long time, right? It's, yeah, I suppose 10, 10 to 15, 20 seconds seems like a long time. Mm. Um, and then my PO would jump in, just couldn't handle it. I <laughs> couldn't, couldn't handle it. <laughs> so, yeah, you could totally see the uh, damage to team health, making all these changes. I think because, you know, it was additional admin, um, there was a bit more, maybe a bit less freedom yeah. uh, because of the, you know, Jira hygiene, which now, now we're functioning. By the way, all these things that happened a year ago, now we're at a t- point where, um, we're quite a high-performing team. So yeah. eventually these changes did work and eventually after doing it the right way, uh, I, I like to think that we're quite a successful team at the moment. But yes. back then... Yeah. Yeah, back so then? Back, yeah, so back then, um, definitely not. And all these changes at once was a lot to take in. Um, so the Jira hygiene, that was annoying for the team. I'm, I'm sure of it. The health surveys, it's just another admin thing. They don't really want to, um, you know, do another admin thing. But also, if they if they really tell you how they're feeling, and it's anonymous on um, on on Menti, um, but if there's something there, we'll probably ask about it. 
So mm. why would they say it? Um, and more structured ceremonies, especially another backlog refinement session, which a lot of agile teams dread backlog refinement sessions, mm. um, going through each story, except criteria description sizing, um, especially when those stories are not applicable to you or may not be applicable to you. Then a lot of teams tend to disengage. Um, and then especially the switch to from absolute sizing to relative sizing or estimating. Mm -hmm. That was a massive change for the team that they didn't really know how to use. And they didn't understand why we need to do this. They didn't understand if it's going to work or why it's going to work. And also what we learned was that some of the team members were basing their individual capacity for the sprint on their individual absolute estimating. Mm. So for instance, they, they think that they can achieve uh, 15 points a sprint, three week sprint, five points per week. Um, and all of a sudden we're sizing these stories close to the Fibonacci sequence. Um, and so they don't know how much work they can achieve now in the sprint. And that was um, interesting on a couple of levels. One is you shouldn't be sizing um, on an individual. You shouldn't, be, you shouldn't be estimating work based on your individual capacity. It should mm -hmm. be as a team. So that's something that we, kind of a root cause analysis that we found, uh, which was quite interesting. Um, and understanding the, the idea that it's comparing work to each other. And I'm, I'm sure we can go into this relative estimating in, in another session, it's probably another, yeah, another whole show <laughs> or several shows. So what I'm interested in is f in, in the next few minutes where we've got left is what did you do to bring the team back on board? Yeah. Um, so you described that you, you came, you're fresh, you're fresh as a new scrum master, you're excited, you want to make changes, you yeah. think it's going to be great for the team. Um, you tried to, to implement some things and the team rebelled. Hmm. Um, how, did, how did you get them back so that you, you actually got them where you've just described to, you know, using relative estimation and more backlog refinement and what did what did you do? What was that journey like? Yeah, I stopped. <laughs> mm -hmm. I stopped. I stopped going a hundred mile an hour, and mm -hmm. I listened. I listened to the team. Mm -hmm. uh, it was hard to listen to the team as a whole team because they wouldn't speak up. But if you pull them away individually, and you know, we all work together well, and we're all friends. So you pull together individually, go, hey, you know, yeah, what's happened? What can I do to help? I know that there's damage now, you know, let's talk about it. And, and they do open up. Um, so listened on an individual level and gave time for, for the team to go away and think about something. Mm. From that time on, I learned a really important lesson and that was not to make any changes in the team without providing sufficient time mm -hmm. and buy-in from the team. Mm -hmm. And also just teaching them as teaching them why I want to make this change and is it going to be for the better of the squad and yeah. every decision I made from that point on was is it going to be for the better of the squad do they have sufficient time to think about it and can I get buy-in for it mm. Mm. but it took it took probably two months to start recovering or, or to be on a road to recovery yeah yeah so what I heard there was was listening giving the squad time to reflect, uh, giving them a chance to have their own voice. Um, 
all all great great stuff so how did it feel when they they finally got it and started um uh doing the things that you were coaching them on really good Mm. really really good jira was cleaner than ever the work was super visible uh the team had a better understanding on on what's ahead of them and how they're going to complete the work backlog refinement sessions were um just flowing the team came to backlog refinement sessions where they already knew the work that they're going to talk about uh and they were ready for it and so i think what they loved was when when they were ready for it and they were prepared for these meetings we would chop the meeting times in half sometimes mm. or we would definitely finish early. And they loved it when we finished early. Mm. Mm. It was like a gift from God. Like it was just amazing for them. Um, and so it just felt great and it felt like we we're really starting to gain momentum. The relative estimating was awesome because um, the team felt like they could compare the work to each other. And if they're a little bit unsure, then, you know, some of the slack would pick up elsewhere. Uh, and we we're starting to track velocity and we we're starting to achieve what we committed in, in our sprints. Those are just some of the things. Yeah. Did they start having fun again? Yeah. 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 Mm. I think one of the key things about having fun, obviously I tried to implement a bunch of fun activities all the time. Um, what really helped was getting them to implement their own fun activities as well. Oh yeah. So in, yeah instead of me, organizing things and trying to get them like, cause I'm obviously doing that for the betterment of the team. Whereas if a team member does it, um, you know, it's a little more, it's a little more, um, I don't know, authentic. And, yeah. um, and it's easy to get buying when other team members do it. So mm. I was, I went on a path of kind of, you know, working with other team members and coaching them into some fun activities that they could implement in the team. And it worked really well. Wow, what a journey. That, what a journey indeed. Uh, thanks. Thank you for sharing. Um, and, yeah, there's, there's plenty of other uh, topics we could talk about just, just on that just on that journey. Um, absolute relative estimation, um, team fun, um, yeah, a whole, whole bunch of things. So, yeah, we might call it there. And, um, yeah, how did that feel for you, Jordan? Yeah, it felt good. It feels good being able to share my, you know, failures or, or learnings and challenges. It's, it's good because it's hopefully someone can listen to this and not do what I did. <laughs> I like to I like to think of it as um, as learning. It's not failure. It's it's a learning. Yeah, learning. Um, cool. That's that might do us for for this week uh did you want to mention anything on the way out no i reckon just yeah um keep pushing but also make it for the betterment of the team um be sometimes be cautious about the changes you want to make and um you know experiments are amazing experiments are what helps the teams improve um but just make sure you you aim for that buy-in and give them time. Mm. Yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed. Uh, and it, it, every team's different, so absolutely. Some some teams will just be a sponge and just they want you know 
they know you've been on on training or you've you've just learned a whole bunch of scrum stuff and they go oh teachers 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 and others will be no 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 we're stuck in our ways and it's a bit more of a slow burn um but yeah it's um it's a fun journey absolutely awesome well thanks adam that was fun yeah i enjoyed that jordan thanks good stuff well we'll catch you guys next week catch you then Hey everyone, it's Adam here. Thank you for taking the time to listen to Awaken Agile. Jordan and I would love to receive any and all feedback. Uh, You can give us that feedback on Facebook or Twitter at Awaken Agile.